Welcome back. Welcome in another episode of Country Roads Confidential here at earsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. I am Mike Casaz. I am here today to talk a little preseason Big 12 football. Stop for a second. Just crane your neck a little bit. Do you see it? I don't know. Are you at a window? You have access to a webcam? Are you in the car? On a treadmill? Overlooking the outside? Just just peek for a second. That that smoke you see over there? Yeah, pay attention to that. There's that saying where there's smoke, there's fire. If you if you look at that smoke you see off on the horizon and you and you trace it down on the ground. It's coming from Dallas, guys. The Big Twelve preseason all conference team. The Big Twelve preseason poll released Wednesday and Thursday, respectively, this week. Wednesday and Thursday next week. The Big 12 Media Days, West Virginia will go first half on Wednesday. Second half of the conference goes on Thursday. The Mountaineers will be represented by head coach Neil Brown, preseason all-conference defensive lineman Dante Stills, and I want to say this incredulously because it's going to make sense soon, returning first-team all-conference running back Letty Brown? Again, you'll note my incredulity and that the address for Letty Brown is different than the address I provided for Dante Stills. Again, it'll all make sense soon. And then you're you're past the midway point of July. The end of July turns into the beginning of August. And then teams are allowed 29 days of the preseason for 25 practices before their first game. Do the math in your head. West Virginia opens September 4th on the road against Maryland. Count backwards. September 20, excuse me, September 4th. Minus 29. It's almost here. And let's rub our hands together. Let's celebrate. Let's talk a little all-conference offense and defense. Let's talk preseason Big 12 poll. Let's see how I contributed to this. And let's see how I varied, differed from the other pundits who do vote for the all-conference teams and for the poll. If you're not familiar, here's how this goes. West Virginia, one of 10 teams in the Big 12. That means the Mountaineers and nine other schools have media following the team on a regular basis. The Big 12 keeps this list of organizations and people who regularly cover and contribute to how fans follow the team. What I can tell you is that 39 media members voted for the preseason poll. How do I know? 39 first place votes were cast. I, I guess maybe like seven people didn't cast a first place vote. So maybe it's 46. I'm going to assume it's 39. Okay. And then you would reasonably assume from there that 39 people also voted in the preseason poll. Now divide that in your head. 10 schools, 39 people. Does everybody get 3.9 votes? No. Some teams are going to have more coverage than the other. Texas has the largest media throng. Oklahoma next. Oklahoma State after that. That is kind of like a mashup in the middle. Oklahoma State's probably right up there with Oklahoma because a lot of the coverage overlaps. A lot of the you know newspapers or radio stations cover both. So I put them third. And then maybe it's a mashup from there. TCU, Baylor, Kansas, Kansas State. So now you're at seven. And then your bottom three is probably in some order. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, believe it or not, 
West Virginia, Texas Tech. So, again, I don't think everybody gets an even number, obviously. I'm not sure how it goes. I'm not sure it's weighted towards the number of schools in a state and how many state how many votes that state gets. I don't, I don't know if it's that scientific. It may just be, hey, here's 39 people who cover us. That's the best we could do this year. I don't know. But it's not even. So that's why you're going to see some irregularities in, for example, the poll and a justification for how one team ends up high, one team ends up low. And similarly, why some players are represented when it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, maybe that school has more representation from the media electorate. Hope that makes some sense. Um, it's not an even dispersion. It's not the coaches. But it's 39 media members. And to be fair, I'd like to think that we all know what we're doing. Are we all singing from the same sheet of music? Probably not. We get our information from different places. Hopefully we all do our research. But we may get our research from different aisles or different grocery stores. Who knows? Maybe we click on different websites. Maybe we talk to different people. It's a mixing pot. How about that? It's football fondue. Just throw it in there, mix it up, take it out, see what you have. Let's start with the preseason poll. Oklahoma, resounding. 35 first place votes. Again, just 39 ballots cast. How about this? This year marks the ninth since 2011 in which the Sooners topped the preseason rankings six straight years. 386 points, 35 first place votes. Iowa State, number two, four. First place votes, 351. And then, this is interesting to me, a lot of distance between 3 and 2. Not a lot of distance between 3, 4, and 5. 3, 4, and 5, Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU. Again, if you just remember what I said about the electorate and how those ballots are cast by who covers what teams, that might make some sense. And Texas is, is not, I'm not going to say Texas is back. I think a lot of people want Texas to be back, but a lot of people who vote do cover the team. So maybe they're partial. But Texas, 273, Oklahoma State, 266, TCU, 255. So one and two pretty clearly separated. Three, four, and five, not really. Five and six, TCU, West Virginia, six. TCU, 255, West Virginia, 185. So a pretty good separation there. Kansas State, seventh, 163. Narrowish gap, not large, not small, but I would say West Virginia pretty clearly six in this poll, and then eight, nine, ten, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State one sixty three, Baylor number eight one twenty four, Texas Tech one o three at number nine, Kansas <laughs> thirty nine at number ten. So what does that mean? Well, you get a reverse proportion for the poll. If you get a first place vote, it's 10 points. If you get a last place vote, it's one point. 39 people voted because we had the 39 first place votes. Kansas got 39 points. Congratulations, Kansas. The unanimous pick to be last place. I don't think anybody's really going to argue with that. It just amuses me that that happens. So, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas. Oklahoma State, TCU, West Virginia, Kansas State. Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas. Well... I voted in this. What did I say? I, too, went Oklahoma, Iowa State, 1-2. Uh, my 3, 4, and 5, same teams, different order. The poll has Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU. I have Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas. Kind of like what Oklahoma State has coming back, especially on defense. I think their offensive line will be good. Quarterback, they have one there somewhere. Is it Illingworth? Is it Sanders? 
yes. It's one of those two. I like their running back. I think it could be not a big drop-off from Chuba Hubbard. Always talented receiver. I think they're going to be good. I'm also kind of high on TCU. I'm, I'm kind of wrong on them every year. When I think that they're down, they're good. And when I think they're good, they're down. I used to think that Gary Patterson was resilient. Whenever he had a bad season, he'd bounce back with a 10 or 11 or 12 win year. That hasn't been the case, but kind of like the fact that they have some continuity with their quarterback. They recruited at a high level. They have, I think, one of the better receivers and a big national breakout candidate at receiver. Going to be a good defense. They have an impact defensive line. Always a good secondary. I just like that. Uh, Texas, not as high on. I don't know. Just a lot of question marks for me. They've lost a lot. You have a coaching change. I can't assume that the new guy, even with his pedigree, is going to be as good or better than the guy who was before him. That just transition, we're all too familiar with it. It takes some time. And then, yeah, cast stones, but I have West Virginia 6. The rest of the media has West Virginia 6. Um, I think that's probably where you would find them. You might flip-flop TCU, WVU, Texas in my poll. Four, five, six. Maybe you have West Virginia four or five. Maybe you have TC or Texas lower. I get that. I don't really believe West Virginia belongs below seventh in any of these. I would say even at or below seventh. How's that? I just think that they're better than Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech, and Kansas. My bottom four after West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Baylor, Kansas. Got to believe Kansas State's going to be more like 2019 than 2020. Like that they have their quarterback back, like they have Deuce Vaughn back. I think their defense is kind of sneaky good. And they were just so riddled by COVID last year and just a strange season that I think people may be down on them. Don't forget, it's a pretty good coach his first year. And then year two didn't work out for him. It didn't work out for a lot of people. Chris Kleiman's a good coach. We'll see. But I still have them at seven. I like Texas Tech more than Baylor. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, that may be a mistake. They might finally have some stability, some star power. A quarterback, Tyler Shook from Oregon, we'll see. Um, but good skill position players, running back and receiver. Pretty good offensive line still, even with some losses of the draft. Defense is always an issue there, we'll see. But they recruited, got some transfers. It should help. I don't know. I feel like they could maybe make a move. Baylor, I just have questions about. We'll see. We'll see. And Kansas is Kansas. But, uh, again, if 7, 8, 9, flip-flop there, we'll see. But pretty good about my 1, 2, 3, and 4. I think people might disagree with Texas at five, maybe West Virginia at six. And then I don't really have much regret about Kansas State, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Kansas. So for me, really, the differences are in that three, four, five spot. Instead of Texas, Oklahoma State, TCU, I have Oklahoma State, TCU, and Texas. I have West Virginia sixth. And then my bottom four is the same, just in a slightly different order. Instead of Baylor, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Kansas. I have Kansas State, Texas Tech, Baylor, and Kansas. So we'll see. I award myself no points there. Just the research I did and what I believed. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-conference awards. Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Newcomer of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year, Spencer Rattler, quarterback, Oklahoma. Defensive Player of the Year, Mike Rose, linebacker, Iowa State. Newcomer of the Year, Eric Gray, running back, Oklahoma. That's what the Big 12 media picked. That is what I picked. Uh, No debate on Player of the Year from me. I think you might like Brees Hall. I think you might have a hard time believing he's going to do that again next year. And... I don't know what you all think about Spencer Rattler. You might remember some early season, um, maybe setbacks, disappointment for him. Was he perfect? No. I mean, you look at some of his game-by-game stuff early in the season. Wasn't the best. Lost to Texas, 209 yards, 23 for 35. TCU, 13 for 22. Kansas, 15 for 17. What the heck happened there, right? And you wonder, but at the end of the season... 67.5%. 30-31 for passing yardage. 9.6 per attempt. 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. And by the way, you can run a little bit. 6 rushing touchdowns. Not a lot of games with a big yardage total, but he's an effective passer. He moves around a little bit. Um, again, season high for attempts, 14. Yards, 51. Touchdowns, 1. He's a threat. And they're loaded on offense. They're just loaded. They're absolutely loaded on offense. And... Eric Gray would be one of them. We'll get to Mike Rose in a second. The newcomer pick, you could have picked a couple of guys from Oklahoma. Wanya Morris, the offensive lineman. Um, Certainly you could have picked the guy who actually got the award. And Gray, if you're not familiar with Gray's work, he's one of the many transfers from Tennessee who, who, well, just transferred for one, but also ended up at Oklahoma. Um, Kind of a good, versatile player. You're happy to have him. 772 yards, 4.92 yards per carry, just four touchdowns. Was over 500 as a true freshman the year before. 40 receptions, 400 yards, a couple of touchdowns in his career. But can he get air to breathe in the same backfield as Kennedy Brooks? We'll see. Brooks opted out last season. Gray is there. But that's a heck of a two-headed monster. If you think about Oklahoma football of the years, they've always had two good running backs. And they're going to have that again. And the two running backs typically always produce. I see no reason why Gray wouldn't. And then linebacker, Mike Rose, Iowa State, this was a no-doubter to me. I think this is probably the easiest pick for me, above Rattler and above Gray. He was just a machine last year. He had one of the best 
all-around seasons that I can remember. For a linebacker, never mind a defensive player, but like 96 tackles. 96. And, and again, a shortened season. 12 games, but still 96 tackles is pretty good. But what about the interceptions, the pass breakups, the pressures, right? Stuff like that. Five interceptions. Good. Ten and a half tackles for a loss. Only one and a half sacks. But he's effective. Everywhere he went, he was effective. On a really good defense every year. He's been there for a few years. That defense is going to be good again. Uh, John Heacock's done a great job. He's been a fixture in that Mike Rose. And speaking of, why wouldn't that be the same? Easy pick for me. Slam dunk there. The conference teams are kind of weird. And let's go back to Letty Brown. Frequently when people vote, what they do is they'll pull up what happened last season. So the Big 12 postseason awards in 2020. And if a person's an underclassman and hasn't gone pro, a first team or a second team player is going to get a vote and a spot on the preseason team. And I bring that up because Letty Brown was first team and he's back. He is not a preseason all-conference player. Uh, Rattler is obviously the quarterback. Brees Hall was one of the running backs from Iowa State. Again, we said they could have been preseason players of the year, right? So certainly quarterback and running back, they're deserving of a spot there. The second running back, not Letty Brown. It's B. John Robinson from Texas. Now, I picked Robinson from Texas over Letty Brown. I think Robinson's going to be outstanding. I like what Steve Sarkeesian does with the running backs and that offense of his. Here's a dual talent who closed with a flurry last year. He was very good toward the end of the season. Now listen, Letty Brown, 1,000 yards, 9 touchdowns, 199 carries. Um, he was good. So you're, you're talking a guy who would take it just about 20 times a game, would get you a little bit over 100 yards, and would score just about once per game. That's highly efficient. 5.8 yards per carry. That's still pretty good. You hand it to him twice, you move the change, you get a first down. Robinson, though. On 113 fewer carries, had 307 fewer yards. I'll do the math for you. Uh, he did 3.09 yards per carry better. If you're talking yards per game, Letty Brown 101 on 19.9 carries. Robinson, 78.1 on 9.6 carries. If you give Robinson the same amount of carries that Brown got, you're looking like 160 yards per game. Now, granted, that's not how this works, but I see him getting that type of workload in 2021. I think he's going to be a good player. He is a good player, too. Played very well down the stretch. You'll remember him running over West Virginia defenders. Uh, that was a career-high day at the time, 113 yards. His best before that was 59 yards before the season was over, 172 against Kansas State, 183 against Colorado. A lot of hype for him coming back. Um, I mean, just monster games of 19 yards a carry, 18 yards a carry. Home run hitter. And that offense has a way of liberating running backs from Starkeesians. Kind of pulling the strings the way he does. So my apologies to you if you voted for Letty Brown. I just think Robinson's going to be a good player. I think he is a good player. I don't have much of a problem with that. Fullback, my speed. Jeremiah Hall, the media. Jeremiah Hall from me. Receivers from the media. Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, Eric Izukanma from Texas Tech. Again, Texas Tech has some skill. We haven't even talked about Sir Roger Thompson, the running back. Texas Tech does have some skill players. Um, Ekukanma is one of them. Really big year last year. 
I took Mims and Hutchinson. I also took Quentin Johnson from TCU. Another guy who, who finished in a big way last season, I think, is going to have a good year coming up, a, a real home run threat. And if they're investing in the pass in TCU, they're trying to make sure that their quarterback isn't just a, a running threat and he can do something to scare teams away, I think that's a good one. If you're throwing it to Quentin Johnson, Quentin Johnson, uh, for the season, 22 catches, 487 yards, back-to-back 100-yard games at the end of the season, average 22.14 yards per catch, you don't remember him if you're a West Virginia fan. One catch, 15 yards, and a 24-6 loss. He's a talent, though. He's a really good player. I, I should say a really good prospect who finished strong. And, again, if they're going to put some of that uh, ball in the air kind of thing with Dugan here instead of ball on the ground, I like that. I think it's a good pick. Moving on. Offensive line. Do you want to do that? I'm going to break down the X's and O's and the PFS scores for offensive line. Uh, they have Trevor Downing, Colin from Iowa State, Colin Newell from Iowa State, Marcus Hayes and Wanya Morris from Oklahoma, Josh Sills from Oklahoma State, and Dawson Deaton from Texas Tech. Six-man offensive line because of a tie in the voting. Uh, I, too, had Josh Sills and Dawson Deaton and Trevor Downing and Marquise Hayes. I included Hunter Woodware from Oklahoma State. I liked him. I thought he was really good last year in the times that I saw him play. He got good grades. Uh, he is not included on the all-conference team. Instead, Wanya Morris is. Colin Newell is. Uh, Morris, an all-freshman player in the SEC two years ago, uh, didn't play as much as well last season. Injuries were a problem. Tennessee was a mess. I don't think you can hold that against him. Again, a really good prospect who can come in and who can help. And, and Oklahoma, I mean, geez, do they need the help on the offensive line? Probably not. But he's there. He's going to help. Why not? And then the one unanimous pick on offense, believe it or not, the one unanimous pick on offense that has Rattler and has Brees Hall, it's not Rattler, it's not Brees Hall, it's not Hutchinson or Mims or any of the offensive linemen, it's not even the kicker game, Burkick. It's the tight end, Charlie Golar from Iowa State. Yes, he's still there, and yes, he was unanimous. I guess that's the depth maybe of tight end in the Big 12. He's a star, obviously, but maybe there's not that many, but... There are candidates out there. There are other players who could have been voted for. Now, who are those players, right? I mean, if you're not going to say the Cole is the best, right? Who could it be? That's probably the question. It just surprises me that in a conference that has uh, those type of players at quarterback and at running back, they weren't unanimous, but the tight end was. That's hard to disagree with the pick either. He's good. But, I don't know, would you count, like, Austin Stogner from Oklahoma as a tight end? Probably. But, again, Kohler took all the votes there. And again, hard to disagree with that. But Stogner, for example, 26 catches, 422 yards, and three touchdowns. Not as good as the guy at Iowa State, though. 44 catches, 591 yards, seven touchdowns. So, again, no disagreement there. And, again, closing out here on offense, the kickers, Gabe Burkich from Oklahoma. That was my pick. The conference media picked Phillip Brooks from Kansas State. I had a really good game. I don't think he was the best. Whatever, I picked Darius Davis from TCU. I like to dig down on special teams, but certainly no no problem there. Let's go to the defense now and start with the defensive line. The media picks Dante Stills from West Virginia. O'Shawn Mathis from TCU. Perry Winfrey and Isaiah Thomas from Oklahoma. 
Iowa State's Will McDonald. So, yes, Oklahoma State has two on offensive line, two on defensive line. They're going to be strong in the trenches. Uh, not much variation for me here. Did pick Mathis. Did pick Winfrey from Oklahoma. Did pick McDonald from Iowa State. I did pick Dante Stills from West Virginia. My last pick, and I dug in a little bit on this one here, not to brag, but Coleman, freshman defensive lineman from TCU last year. I'm not sure if it's Kari or Kerry, K-H-A-R-I. Liked what I saw the times that I saw them play, and I just kind of believe in the investment in a TCU defensive lineman. Probably going to get better, probably going to be a good player. But that's really the only omission for me from the team that the voters picked. Linebackers. Rose, obviously, from Iowa State. Terrell Bernard from Baylor. You'll remember him, the acrobatic interception against Jared Dagey last year. Nick Benito from Oklahoma. I have the exact same players there. Um, those are three high-impact players. Bernard is one of those guys who can affect the game from the edge, from the middle of the field. He can blitz. He can get TFLs. He can make acrobatic interceptions, really an all all downs linebacker, all over the field linebacker. He can do coverage. He can do goal line plays. Fun player and a good defense. Uh, Benito, a threat. I mean, a, a candidate for sure for defensive player of the year. Disruptive. Um, I'm not sure he's the Eric Stryker kind of a threat, but he's probably more diverse than that where he can just do a lot of things. Similar to Bernard, I think. And Rose, again, coming off one of the great all-around seasons there too. Those are three very good players. Honestly, they could probably all get votes for conference defensive player of the year, and you wouldn't have a problem with that. Defensive back is where this gets wild because there are so many candidates. Um, let's begin with the players that we have in common. How's that? Um, just two. <laughs> I picked Jalen Petrie of Baylor. I loved watching that guy play. He's fun. He's smart. He's fast. It's a hybrid position. It's half linebacker. It's half defensive back. He's just really good at it. Um, I think a lot of people say Tyke Smith is the best of what he does. Petrie's right there. They do different things. Um, Petrie's more of a linebacker defensive back. Tyke Smith is kind of that cornerback defensive back safety, right? Cornerback safety, half and half slot guy. Uh, Petrie does a little bit of a linebacker thing with the defensive back spin. As good as it gets is what he does, though. Um, and then Eisworth from Iowa State. Still there also. Um, when he's in the field, he's very effective. Just does a lot of things at the top of that defense that, you know, it's funky what they do. It messes with teams. He's very good at moving around, disguising, and then just making plays. And then just the depth of talent in the defensive backfield here. Uh, Oklahoma State's Colby Harvell-Peel, TCU's Travius Hodges-Tomlinson, and Texas's Deshaun Jameson. Those are the picks from the media. Uh, not me. Trey Sterling, Oklahoma State. Actually, I did have Hodges-Tomlinson from TCU. And then I took from Kansas State, cornerback Echo Boyer-Doe. Prospect there, too. I think he's good. Really good scores. Good every time I saw him play. Kansas State kind of had a, a sometimes frisky defense, but not a lot happened on his side of the field. I just kind of think it grows up from there, too. So point is that there's a lot of depth there. And you can pick five defensive backs however you want. I go safety, 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 corner, corner. That's how mine shook out. Uh, Boye Doe and Hodges Tomlinson are my corners. Trey Sterling from Oklahoma State. Greg Eisworth, Iowa State. Jalen Petrie from Baylor. Three safeties. Um... However you want to shake that out, you can. You could have four corners and a safety. You could have four safeties and a corner, two and three, three and two, whatever you want. Just five defensive backs. And then punter, uh, I picked McNamara from Texas Tech, as did the conference. So that's a wrap. And wrap your arms around the idea. This is going to be here before you know it. Now you got the teams and the poll in your system. 
let it course through your veins for a little bit and cool off. And then back here, rub your hands together. We'll be in Arlington, Texas, AT&T Stadium for Big 12 Media Days, Wednesday and Thursday. Exhale, a little vacation for everybody. Back on the field for preseason practice. Back in the meeting room for press conferences and player interviews. Back in the press box. Back in the stands of Mountaineer Field. A week after the opener on September 4th. But that September 4th game will we'll be here soon. And I, like you, I'm sure, can't wait. Counting down the days. We'll keep it going the next time we talk. Until then, I am Mike Azaza. I'll talk to you later.